This is Science Friday. I'm Kathleen Davis. And I'm Catherine Wu. Okay, Kathleen, for the rest of the hour, we're taking a deep dive into seafood. Well, that is excellent news because I love seafood. If we are ever at a party together, Katie, you can find me by the cocktail shrimp platter. Not if I get there first. And it's true. The ocean is filled with delicious ingredients. But sadly, some of our favorite seafood might not be around forever thanks to climate change taking its toll on fisheries and all kinds of wild marine life. So scientists are thinking about what the future of food is going to look like, what ingredients we should be eating more or less of. And we've talked about this on the show before here at Science Friday. For the ocean, that could mean eating more items like kelp or oysters or mussels, which are all a good source of nutrients, and they can be sustainably harvested. And there's another seafood that's being encouraged as a sustainable food of the future. It's just a little more unfamiliar and maybe surprising to most of the world. It's jellyfish. I have to say, I have never eaten jellyfish before, and it's never really crossed my mind as something that I could be eating. I'll admit I have heard of this being a thing because my parents have definitely eaten jellyfish. They're from Taiwan, but I have not partaken myself. Jellyfish is actually pretty common in several countries in Asia, like China and Vietnam, but it hasn't quite broken into most of the Western world. Researchers in Italy are trying to change that. Here to tell us more about jellyfish cuisine are my guests. Agostino Petroni, a journalist based in Rome, he recently reported on this topic for Hawkeye magazine. And Dr. Antonella Leone, a researcher at the Italian National Research Council's Institute of Sciences of Food Production based in Lecce, Italy. Agostino and Antonella, welcome to Science Friday. Hello. Hello, good morning. Wonderful to have you both. So, can you tell us what exactly is the argument for jellyfish becoming a food of the future? More or less 10 years ago, we started to, to study jellyfish as a new resource for different uses. And uh, we find that several species could be useful as uh, as a food. This was strange in our uh, in our countries, but you know that jellyfish is largely used as uh, as food in uh, in Asian countries, and there is an increase of population of jellyfish. Most could be suitable as a, as a source of food or food ingredients. Got it. So it sounds like this would kind of kill two birds or maybe two jellies with one stone. Jellyfish are taking over and we could eat them as a sustainable resource for ourselves. Antonella, you had mentioned that there is already a little bit of jellyfish cuisine going on in certain Asian countries. Agostino, how much jellyfish does the world consume as a whole right now? And is that expected to increase? At the moment, there is a, um, an estimate of 19 countries that harvest about 1 million tons of uh, jellyfish every year for a global industry uh, worth about $160 million. Um, some say that this will grow, uh, but uh, it is not as easy as, uh, as that because, for example, in, uh, in the European Union, in the Mediterranean right now, jellyfish cannot be consumed and sold legally because they're not uh, labeled as safe food yet. On this part of the world, is, uh, especially in the Mediterranean and the European Union, we don't know yet what the market could be. But as Antonella was explaining me, 
there is already some interest from uh, some entrepreneurs that would like to take this on. Uh, right, Antonella? Yes, yes, there is a, a lot of interest. Fishermen and uh, local industry, food industries are interested in exploit jellyfish, also because they represent for fishermen mainly an issue. They uh, often uh, are in the in the net of fishermen, and they cannot be used, cannot be sold as 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 uh, as a food. So many many fishermen call us uh, asking to 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 be able to to use this. Uh, biomass but also um, chefs and restaurants uh, owners uh, are interested in uh, the problem is uh, as uh, agostino rightly said jellyfish are um, considered novel food in europe they cannot be consumed and fished for food until the european food safety authority will authorize the consumption of this uh, biomass Got it. So just one piece of this bigger puzzle. All right, Antonella, let's let's dive into some of the minutiae of actually cooking and eating jellyfish. So I understand that your lab is currently trying to learn how to do this in some optimal ways. What are some challenges that you've run into so far and what have you learned? Uh, regarding the uh type of jellyfish, the species of jellyfish that could be eaten, and the studies about this. Our role as researcher is to study as much as possible the characteristics, the safety and quality characteristics of different jellyfish and provide scientific evidence that several species can be eaten, can be consumed, provide also information about the processing for food production or processing for extraction of biotic compounds or to enhance characteristic of these uh, products. That is our role as a researcher. After that, when we uh, identified one or two species useful for food, we can contact chef and ask to improve or to, to, to check the feasibility of new recipe, for example, by using jellyfish as main ingredient. And that was done with several chefs and published in a fun cookbook. It is really important to study the biology and ecology of all jellyfish, including species that are not human interest, because we need to know as much as possible about the biodiversity present in our seas. After that, we can study in particular for different topics. After that, we can transfer our knowledge to the stakeholder or public as, as we are doing now to communicate our results. Got it. But there is plenty of science to be had when you're studying how to cook a jellyfish, how to preserve a jellyfish, even just how to prep a jellyfish for something that's ultimately destined for a human stomach. Antonella, can you tell me a little bit more about how you can cook something that is 95% water like a jellyfish? And how do you preserve that for shipment and prep for cooking? 
there is different uh, processing. Uh, the, the traditional uh, system uh, from Asia use alum, which is a mixture of uh, salts of aluminium, to preserve uh, jellyfish, to eliminate the water. This process uh, is not so safe because aluminium uh, can remain in the final products uh, and uh, can have a bad effect on uh, human health. Uh, so we patented a new process that use calcium salts. This is more safe and produce um, a new product very different from the product from ASEAN. This helps also the chef to prepare jellyfish from fresh jellyfish. I'm Catherine Wu and this is Science Friday from WNYC Studios. If you're joining us now, we're talking about jellyfish and if we should be eating more of them. What is it like to handle a jellyfish, to prepare it? What does it feel like before you prepare it? What does it feel like after? And I'm even wondering, is it the texture of celery, an apple, chicken? (laughs) What is this like? So with Antonella, we went together to one of the restaurants that work with her to try new recipes in Lecce. You know, Antonella went to the to the to the freezer of uh, her, her lab and, and took two jellyfish. They were frozen because we didn't have time and it was not planned to go out at sea to fish them. And um, with a letter uh, accompanying the, the box, we went to the restaurant and uh, met the chef. And the letter was to allow the chef to cook it illegally as part of the of the research program. The chef, first of all, lets the jellyfish defrost under the running water. And after about 20 minutes, he started handling them. You know, the first step that I saw was to put the jellyfish into boiling water in order to, to cook them. And um, as I described that into, into the article, I received actually quite a few messages from, uh, from readers on Twitter and other, and other platforms asking, okay, yes, you're cooking it, but what about uh, the venom, you know, that everybody's scared about? And so since we are here all together, I wanted to ask Antonella, what happens when you cook the jellyfish and uh, what happens to the venom that stings people? How do we get rid of that? Uh, yes, we have to know what is the the kind of venom of each species of jellyfish in order to consider what kind of process is able to eliminate or quench the the venom. In the case of uh, jellyfish that Agostino tried, it is rhizostoma pulmo. Rhizostoma pulmo has a venom that uh, we demonstrated was uh, not stable at high temperatures. So the treatment with high temperatures is uh, enough to eliminate the venom. But this is not the same for all species of jellyfish. Ah, okay, thank you. So which means and people at home, please don't catch a jellyfish and cook it yourself, boiling. <laughs> yes. No, no risk of that for me, I promise. <laughs> um, well, so Antonella, I understand you're uh, the author of the European Jellyfish Cookbook. Great band name, by the way. Um, both of you, you know, tell me a little bit what it's like to eat jellyfish. You know, first, what does it look like on the plate and what sorts of recipes does it end up in? Sweet, savory, salty? What, <laughs> what is all that like? 
Jellyfish have a main characteristics, sensory characteristics, to be very salty. Uh, we made also a, a study, uh, now it is published, the study on the lexicon on the sensory analysis of jellyfish. And we made the sensory analysis by professional panel and um, the characteristic is to be very salty. And the other characteristic is uh, the sea flower, but more similar to for example, uh, seafood like oysters. Yeah, I agree. It, it did taste like uh, like oyster. You know, when uh, when we went to the restaurant and the chef prepared uh, the jellyfish in a in the kind of a tomato soup, I mean, it it tasted just fine. It tasted great, and uh, it tasted fishy. Of course, if you if you are a fan of uh, fish and chips, so you're looking for a fish which doesn't really taste like fish, then this might be a little bit of a problem when you try, um, you know, the, the jellyfish because it really tastes like the sea. But if you like instead, you know, kind of like stronger flavor, uh, you might appreciate jellyfish as well. And what was kind of interesting is that it is pretty crunchy, like. Um, I don't know, like a, like a calamari. When you fry calamari and you and you you know bite into it, it it's kind of like that, or like a piece of uh, of fat from from a steak, more or less. Yeah, that's the that's the texture. And um, but yes, and of course, one of the of of the dishes that I tried was the fried jellyfish. But of course, you know, as many of the people I interviewed that tried jelly, uh, fried jellyfish told me, you know, anything that is fried is good. I can relate to that. So I'm hearing about some crunchy, salty, fishy, oyster-ish food, and it's delicious deep fried. I'm certainly curious. Agostino, say we get a lot of people interested in this and say the jellyfish market really takes off. Could there be a downside to that? Could we end up overfishing jellies? Well, there there are some cases where this actually happened. Uh, as I mentioned in the article, in uh, this actually happened in Mexico, where fishermen turned to fishing jellyfish because you know there was high demand from uh, from Asia and. Uh, all of a sudden, they overexploited the, the stocks of those jellyfish. Some colleagues uh, consider jellyfish more sustainable of other uh, fish or seafood because uh, we catch only the adult stage because jellyfish have two stages. One is the adult stage, that is the jellyfish, and one is the polyp stage that remain on, on the bottom of the sea and is able to produce more jellyfish. But uh, this is not it, it is not demonstrated that uh, all jellyfish all the, the fishery is uh, sustainable in all conditions so we have to be very careful when we talk about sustainability because we need before to study the life cycle of each involved animal and the ecosystem in, in which the the, the animal is and made studies uh, along the years uh, in order to consider how much we can fish of this particular species in order to maintain the species for the next generation. Right. 
And certainly human practices that have led to overfishing for other species and human activities that have led to climate change are part of what got us into this situation in the first place. So we can't afford to make those same mistakes. Well, I think that is all we have time for. I really hope I get to try jellyfish one day, but thank you both so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. Agostino Petroni is a journalist based in Rome. He recently reported on this topic for Hawkeye Magazine. You can find a link to the story on our website. Dr. Antonella Leone is a researcher at the Italian National Research Council's Institute of Sciences of Food Production based in Lecce, Italy.